Welcome to the First Player Token Podcast, a short podcast for folks who enjoy playing board games with family and friends. I'm your host, Derek Bruff. In this episode, we go searching for dragon treasure while moving very quietly in the board game called Clank. If we learned anything from The Hobbit, we learned that it's easier to steal treasure from a dragon when the dragon doesn't know you're there. Clank, a deck-building adventure, is a 2016 game from Renegade Games designed by Paul Denon. In Clank, players take on the role of dungeon explorers, attempting to steal treasure from a dragon who really doesn't want her treasure stolen. As players move around the dungeon, they'll unavoidably make noise, and the more noise they make, the more they'll suffer the wrath of the dragon. Thus the name of the game, Clank. Your mission is to escape the dungeon alive while picking up more treasure than your fellow players. All right, three cards. Burgle. Yes. Flying carpet. No. Burgle. It won't yes! be enough. It won't Wait, be enough unless I can pull off. Token? What if we don't draw your token? The dungeon in Clank is represented by a colorful game board with lots of rooms and tunnels to explore. Each player starts with a deck of basic cards that you can play to move around the dungeon and to purchase even better cards from the dungeon deck. On your turn, you draw and play five cards from your personal draw deck. If you run out of cards to draw, you shuffle your discard deck and flip it over to become your new draw deck. Over by the dungeon deck, there are some standard cards that are always available for purchase, as well as a rotating selection of more interesting and more powerful cards drawn from the dungeon deck itself. See, Clank is a deck-building game. As you play, you add more powerful cards to your personal draw deck so that over time, each player ends up using a very different mix of cards to look for treasure and escape the dragon. Your starter cards are quite basic. Sidestep gives you one movement point to move your adventurer token from one room to the next. Burgle gives you one skill point, and skill points are used to buy new cards. So you might play three Burgle cards to spend three skill points to purchase a card called Explore from the dungeon deck. When you play the Explore card later, you'll get one movement point and two skill points. That's like playing a sidestep and two burgles at once. So you can see how buying better cards lets you do more on your turns. In the dungeon deck, you'll find all kinds of cards, from Boots of Swiftness, which provide three movement points when played, to Silver Spear, which gives you three swords, useful for fighting monsters, to the treasure map, which gives you five coins every time you play it, since maps help you find treasure. Sneaking around a dungeon isn't always easy, however. If you draw a stumble card, you'll have to add one of your 30 color-coded clank cubes to the clank area on the game board. These cubes represent the noise you make as you explore the dungeon. Every so often, a new card will be drawn from the dungeon deck with a dragon symbol on it. When it does, the dragon attacks, justifiably angry at the puny humans pilfering her house. At that point, you take all the clank cubes from the clank area, yours and other players, Put them in the dragon bag. The bag starts off with 24 black dragon cubes. Then you shake the bag and draw out a certain number of cubes. If you draw a black dragon cube, that's great. Nothing happens. Just set it aside. But if you draw out a colored cube, that'll belong to one of the players, and whichever player it is takes a point of damage. And if any player gets 10 points of damage, well, let's just say the dragon has a tasty snack. And then you could do the. And then I have four, so I can do this, which gives me three coins right off the bat. Here, sit up. Uh, four coins would be better. When I acquire it, I get three coins. 
yeah. So that's worth that, two points. Four points would be better, though. Well, that's plus two clanks. So that's three more they go I know. Like no, I was trying to trick him. Why? <laughs> sorry, sorry. I did not know you were trying to trick Early on, most of the cubes in the dragon bag are black. But as the game goes on, black cubes come out, and the colored player cubes go in, making it increasingly likely players will take damage every time the dragon attacks. Every time a player takes an artifact, these are tokens in the bottom half of the dungeon worth big points, the dragon gets angrier, meaning more cubes will come out of the bag each time the dragon attacks. And as soon as one player makes it out of the dungeon with one of those artifacts, the dragon goes on a rampage, attacking every round until all the other players have made it out or, you know, have been eaten. This invariably makes for intense games with dramatic story arcs to them. One player might move fast, racing to get an easy-to-reach artifact, and then racing to get out of the dungeon, leaving other players scrambling to get out in time. Sometimes all the players will explore cautiously, aiming for the big point artifacts at the bottom of the dungeon, waiting to see which player turns around first. Some players might not sweat the artifacts at all, choosing instead to bulk up their points with cards from the dungeon deck, some of which, like the gym cards, are worth big points. There's a bit of randomness in Clank, because you're always drawing five cards from your deck and hoping you get a good selection from your draw deck, but the game offers lots of choices too, and your choices are almost always affected by other players' choices, which makes for nice interaction. You're going to move right here. And then a dragon attack. Your That's entire scary. turn is a dragon attack. Okay? So we have four cubes, plus one, plus another one. Dragon six, six cubes. No chance. The dragon that may be everything angry. in there. No, there's more than six in there. The dragon Please die. Angry. Please die. One. The dragon's getting really angry. He just needs to draw one green and I'm yeah. dead. Yeah. Three. Oh, so far so good. Four. <laughs> no way. No, no, oh. no, please, 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 please. Oh. You <laughs> There's more to the game, including some locked tunnels, backpacks that let you collect extra artifacts, three valuable monkey idols, lots of secret tokens to flip over and benefit from as you explore, and a variety of monsters to fight. And there are a lot of different cards in the dungeon deck. Seriously, it's a, it's a very tall deck. Each of which has their own card abilities, like Mr. Whiskers, who is an adorable cat you can use to remove two of your clank cubes, which is a good thing, or, if you're in the mood, summon the dragon to attack all the players. Because of all the moving pieces and the cards to read in the game, I don't recommend clank for very young players. The box says it's for players ages 12 and up, but you could play with a 10-year-old or even an 8-year-old if they're a good reader and into board games. Clank is for 2-4 to four players only, unless you have the Adventuring Party expansion, which lets you play up to 6 players. Playtime for the game depends on how many players you have, but count on somewhere between 60 and 90 minutes for your first few games. Clank is one of my all-time favorite games, and I knew I wanted my kids to play it with me someday. To get them ready for that, a few years ago, I gave another deck builder game to my stepson on his birthday. That game was called The Quest for El Dorado. It also involves racing across a board to find treasure, but the cards you play in The Quest for El Dorado are much simpler, and there's really no reading required. It worked great as an introduction to deck building, because when the kid was old enough for Clank, he picked it right up. He was also cool with letting me borrow his 3D printer, that he got for Christmas to print a really great box insert for the game. 
The setup for Clink is a bit of work, but it's a lot easier now with this insert that we have. When my older kids were younger and played Clink, we liked to add a little storytelling to the game. One of the things you can always do on your turn in Clink is to play a card with a sword icon on it and use it to take a coin from a goblin passing by as you explore the dungeon. When we wondered why there was always a goblin around to beat up, one of us came up with a backstory. All those goblins are on their way to a goblin wedding. So one turn, one of us would take a coin from the goblin bride. Another turn, we'd punch the groom and take a coin. Later from the priest or the mother of the bride or the ring bearer. Those poor goblins picked the wrong day to get married. If you end up liking Clank, there are a ton of expansions and spinoffs you can try. We have the Sunken Treasures expansion, which comes with a new double-sided map board and new cards, all focused around flooded rooms in the dungeon. There's also the Mummy's Curse and the Temple of the Ape Lords expansions. You can play Clank in Space, which takes the same basic game into a sci-fi setting. And there's Clank Legacy Acquisitions Incorporated, which provides a series of missions to play using a changing game board and changing dungeon deck. In short, if you like Clank, there's a lot more where that came from. That's it for this episode of the First Player Token Podcast. The podcast is going to go on a little bit of a break after this episode. My wife Emily and I are expecting a baby boy in April, and the podcast will have to take a back seat for a little while. But maybe one day you'll hear him on the podcast too, sharing his favorite board game recommendations. I've been your host, Derek Bruff. Thanks for listening. Now it's time to play some games. Twenty. This is thirty. These two, so that's fifty. Sixty. Seventy-one. <laughs> I win!